This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Man, this team, this team does things to you and they're not good. They're not good at all. For the records, Everton are a bad side. I said that on the lounge earlier on today. Everton are bad. And I said anything other than a win in this game is, is frankly embarrassing. Um, I tweeted at halftime saying that... That was the perfect opportunity at halftime, just gone 1-0 up, to put to bed the theory that it's, you know, that it's Arteta's fault about why we sit back because he tells us in interviews, he tells us in press conference, he tells us during interviews that he doesn't want this team to sit back. He doesn't want this team to sit and accept a 1-0 lead. He wants them to go on. He wants them to press. He wants them to go and get that next goal. And when we scored just before half-time, you have 15 minutes in the break to turn around and say, you've got to press for that next goal. You've got to go for it. You've got a gun for that next goal. And we didn't. Again, again, we didn't. We sat back. We absorbed pressure. We hit on the break now and again. That that was one of the worst performances I've seen, and under Arteta, we've seen quite a few of the, of of some bad performances. Now, thank goodness that I didn't say that. Thank goodness that I said that I was sitting on the fence till Christmas, and that performance is one of the exact reasons why I said that I'm on the fence till Christmas, um, and that I would make a judgment on where we've kind of moved from the Villarreal defeat till then because defeats at the start of the season, the signings that we made looking good, um, the the momentum that we built up during that 10-game unbeaten run, it was difficult. You couldn't really sit after that 10-game unbeaten run and say, um, like, be gunning into chat box and be like, I'll take her out, I'll take her out, I'll take her out because it just looks silly. Like, you just look ridiculous. Liverpool game was a test. 
failed it, responded against Newcastle. Manchester United was a huge test, failed it, had a chance to respond against a terrible Everton side, failed it. These were the games that we said, Manchester United, Everton and West Ham, and we've got Southampton and Leeds in between this little group of games as well. And we failed those two first tests, the two tests that we have that we put forward, the two tests that were meant to be the measuring stick of where this Arsenal team are, this Arteta team is. That's where we were. That's where we were going to see the metal of this side because Man United are a rival of ours for a top four place, which, by the way, is now a, a top six race. Um Tottenham Hotspur, we obviously beat in a really bad moment under Nuno and he was rightly sacked. And you can look at the turnaround that they're experiencing now. Arteta won't go. Let's just lay that out. And by the way, hello and welcome. And I'm going to go through your comments. I just need I just need a few minutes to just rant for a second. And then we will be going through your comments in the chat box. So stick with us. I am going to go through a lot of your comments. Um, Arteta's going nowhere. Don't be fooled into thinking he is going to go anywhere. He's not going to. The club are backing him. That This game doesn't change anything from that level. Doesn't change anything. The only time that he will leave, in my view, is at the end of the season if we have not qualified for Europe. If we get to the top six, he'll stay. Okay, let's focus on the game and then I'm sure we'll get in lots of your comments in a second and a lot of them I imagine will be about the manager. So let's do that. Um, on the... Ben Goffrey should have been sent off. Uh, Gordon should have had... A, arguably, Gordon should have been sent off for his tackle on Tavares later on in the game. Um, but those that, that doesn't excuse that performance. So let's get that out of the way. Let's talk about that red card because it was a red card. <laughs> it was stamped on Tommy Ass's face. It's a red card. The Gordon one on Tavares. Ball's gone. Ankle's going down above the ankle, on the ankle. For me, it's still a really dangerous challenge. out of control. It's serious foul play. That's a red card. Um, trying to think of anything else. I didn't make some notes during the game because there was so much going on in such a little silly game that I couldn't actually remember. Tini and Xhaka's fitness was off. Uh, Erdegaard, right, if we're going to talk about a positive, because I can imagine a lot of the chat from the chat box is going to be about negatives. I'm sorry, but Erdegaard was our best player today. So all the Erdegaard haters out there, you can you know get back in your boxes because Erdegaard was our best player, best player by a massive joke. Um <sighs> Let's go into the chat box. Let's go into the chat box. Let's scroll up and see what you guys are saying. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe if you're new. Uh, Paul, we are going backwards. A terrible first half and a disastrous second. Why bring on Nketiah? We need to start with no strikers and a false nine. All our goals are coming from midfield. What a joke. Tell you what, Lacazette, nothing. Nothing. Positioning, awful. Did he have a shot on goal all game? I don't think he did. And this is the thing, people talk about that we need a striker under Arteta that's going to drop in, a striker that's going to fill that space, that's going to link up play. No, I want a striker that scores goals. I want a striker that gets on the end of chances. It's not up to the striker in our system to link up and create. If you want to link up play, do it in the box. Don't do it in the centre circle. I want a striker that's playing on the last shoulder, that's when we're dominating possession, can be fed the ball, link up play on the D, inside the area, laying off for teammates to score. That's what I want from a striker. 
I don't want Lacazette dropping in to playing the number 10 position, forcing Erdegaard to change his role. That's not what I want. He didn't have a single shot from memory. I can't think of a single shot in the entire game that Lacazette had. Bamiyan comes on. What a miss. What an awful, awful, awful miss at the end of the game. And that would not have spared any blushes. And I would still be sitting here saying the exact same things and the criticisms that I am of the team right now if Aubameyang had scored because nothing other than a win was good enough in this game. Nothing other than a win was good enough. Nothing at all. It was a win or bust with this. Everton are terrible. They are an awful, awful side at the moment in this table. And that's twice we have revived two down Premier League teams. Man United, dreadful, revived. Ronaldo, the greatest player of all time all of a sudden again. Bruno Fernandes brought back to life because Arsenal play them and they let them play them. It's just, we're an exhibition match to play against for these teams. Everton, awful. Bring them back to life. Damari Damari Gray has been quiet for a fair few games. Had a great start to the season. We've revived him. Richarlison, we made look like the hundred million pound bid that Barcelona lodged for him and that Everton rejected. We made him look that good. <laughs> and Ketia comes on. For, why is Inketia coming on? Why is Inketia coming on? He's rejected your contract. He doesn't want to be here. And you're bringing him on over Abamyang and Pepe. <laughs> You've got. 120, how much? 127 million pounds on the bench. And you bring on the 22-year-old that's rejected all of your contracts, that's not played a minute of Premier League football, except for the Man United game, when you brought him on instead of Pepe in that game as well. 127 million pounds worth of players on the bench and a guy that has never really done anything for Arsenal at a senior level is brought on, who has just rejected your contracts. What on earth? What on earth? I can't make sense of that. There's no way I can make sense of that. What whatsoever. Will, the only time we looked like we wanted to go forward and play with any speed was when we concede. Same against United. Then we get turned over and deservedly so. Uh, I can't read your your YouTube name because it's too do- too dodgy. Aditya says two men uh, took apart Arsenal. Graham Richarlison just tore us an absolute new one. Michael Headley he told the team to play for the time during that little water break. Michael, I can't disagree with you. We were trying to waste time. We were trying. It was it was like we were watching a relegation threatened side in the final moments of their last game of the season as they had a 1-0 lead against a side that they felt were at the opposite end of the table. When in reality, Arsenal went into this game with top four hopes against a Everton side less than six points or six or less points off of the relegation zone. And we gave them the respect as if it was the complete opposite way around. Unbelievable. Albert says, this is embarrassing. How can you miss these chances and expect a result? The real Yanis says, Tom, he sat on his hands when the team was panicking and tripping. That's when he should make a substitution, change something, give them a respite and do something. And he didn't. We are so toothless, Tom, says PT. Tom says, how do you start Xhaka and playing for 90 minutes? Oh, Tom, I don't, I don't know. Xhaka was done. I didn't mind him starting. I I didn't mind him starting. I thought he would bring a bit of control. And actually, you know, it helped our left-hand side for about 
30 minutes. But he was done. Where was Lakonga? Where was Lakonga? And Partey again, really poor. Really, really poor again. I mean, if he gives himself a four out of 10, that was a two out of 10 performance. That was one of the worst Partey performances we've seen. Really, really. I tell you what, I'm starting Lakonga and let me actually make the Niles against uh, who have we got? Who's next, Southampton? I'm starting Lakonga and Ainsley Maitland-Niles if it's me. Because Partey, dreadful. Jacker not fit yet. Not fit at all. He's played 90 minutes on Monday night. We've got another game Saturday. Lakonga and Maitland-Niles, mate. Because Partey needs to be benched at this stage because he's a hindrance. He's being a hindrance at this stage. Um, Pablo, one of the worst performances of the season. I, I'm trying to think of a worse one. I tell you what. We played awful during the Man City game. We played awful during the Liverpool game. This feels worse. I feel worse after this game than I did after being battered 5-0 because I could contextualise that. We didn't have all the players that we'd looked to sign in the summer. We hadn't had rounds on the team yet. Tommy Asu hadn't been brought in yet. Erdogan had just been signed. Uh, ben White, I think, was injured. Uh, Gabriel was injured. Partey was injured, although saying that Partey's not been exactly a help, is he? I could contextualise the 5-0 defeat because we had a terrible side and he played Kolasinac. I, I can't contextualise this. This is dreadful. This is an awful, awful, awful result. What was the words I put in, the, in the, uh, the video headline? Abysmal, deserved defeat, absolutely dreadful. Glenn says, I know we can blame the players for individual errors, but at what point is Arteta to... I mean, Arteta's to blame for this. You can't look past the manager. You can't look past the manager from this game. Not a chance. You cannot tell me that Arteta doesn't get the blame for this game. Not a, not a chance in hell can you say that Arteta doesn't get the blame for this. Because you get a little... Bearing in mind, let's... Okay, even if we forgive the first half, and the first half was bad. The first half was really, really bad. But we got a goal because of pure luck, because of both teams were dreadful, we got a goal, we score, we have 15 minutes right before half-time we score. So we've got 15 minutes of half-time for Arteta to drill into these players that we need to now push for the second, go for the throat, keep your foot on the Tiger's neck. But no, we sit back, we absorb pressure. And I'm sorry... But that's not that's not forgivable. You can't forgive that. You can't forgive that display. It was awful. It was awful. Vickia says, if he hadn't made subs, we probably would have won. He changed the left side. Look, hold on. The left the, the Tavares sub was fine. I I'm sorry, but we can be content, we can be try and be level-headed here. We can moan about this and we can point the fingers and rightly so, but the Tavares sub made absolute sense. I'm not going to have anyone sitting here saying that's why we lost the game. Tierney was done. Richarlison's goal that was ruled out for when he hit, you know, when he was on that right-hand side, Gabriel's foot was the only thing that kept him offside. Tierney was done. Fitness was over. Tierney was great, by the way, not taking that away. Offensively, he was really good, but fitness, he was done. He couldn't recover back. He was caught out of position a number of times because he just he's not match fit yet because he's not been playing. He's not been rotated properly to get back into the team yet. Should have played against United. Could have argued played at Anfield. He's not fit. And so Tavares being brought on was fine. I had no issue with that. Because Tinny was done. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, in terms of the the other substitutions, Abamyang, if being look, I have not, I don't have too much issue with Abamyang being brought on, but to bring him on with that amount of minutes to go just kind of shows where we're at as a team. It kind of shows that we were trying to hold on. It's not good enough. Not good enough. We we lost that ourselves. Zamir, we needed a midfielder who could run and break up the counters. We did lose Mainsley and Lukonga. Um just shamble. I tell you what, that Watford game where we really we played really well against Watford. Abamyang let us down so many times in that Watford game, and it was Mainsley and it was Lakonga that were in the middle, and arguably that's the best our midfield's been besides the North London derby, which was Xhaka and Partey. Other than that game, Mainsley and Lakonga were brilliant against Watford, and we've not used that midfield since. We've not used that midfield whatsoever since that game, and I don't know why because it was really good and it worked. And I don't know how Lukonga has not played the last two games. Lukonga has been one of our best players this season and he's not in either of the last two games at all. That's staggering to me. Can anyone else? Can anyone else tell me how on earth Lukonga is not playing? How has he not played the last two games? Our two, arguably, our two biggest games of the season and our best centre midfielder of the season isn't in the team. I don't get it. I don't understand. Sandar in the chat says, this is right up there with the Europa League defeat and for an hour after that, I was Arteta out. This is worse than that. Tom says, it's not just losing, it's the lack of chance creation. Players not improving in-game management, never going to get us in the top four with Arteta. Ernest says, oh, I've missed the comment. Ernest says, Arteta has to go. People are only saying he is doing well because our expectations are low. Hey, look, I said at the start of the season that top four would be an unbelievably brilliant achievement. And the minimum expectation of this season is getting into the top six. That's where I was at. If we got into the top six, I could contextualize this year and be like, okay, we're back into Europe. Let's go again next season. But the thing is, is that this result in particular and the game against Manchester United and the wins that we've had in our run, as soon as you start losing after where we've been placed, like as I said before, two weeks ago, prior to the Manchester United game where we were one point off of top four, you couldn't really, you couldn't legitimately turn around and saying that, you know, we want, we need to change the manager because Arsenal weren't a side at the start of the campaign that we ever expected to be in a top four race. So when you're one point off the top four, it's a little bit, you look a little bit silly to be turning around and saying, we need to change the manager right this second. But the difference is now two weeks later, after our two key tests against Man United and Everton, and you've lost both of them after taking the lead, after having two games where you've barely created anything again. I know we created a fair few chances today, but it was only in response to Everton getting back into the game. And it was a really fortunate chance that was kind of against the run of a really rubbish game in the first half that we scored. That's that's the issue. That's the difference now, is that even though we're still... I mean, I, I say still, we're not, are we? We're seventh. <laughs> I was about, even though we're still in the top six, we're not. I'm just checking now. Where are we in the table? Let's have a look. Let's have a look at the Premier League table because it's not pretty reading. Uh, we sit seventh. I mean, Wolves, two points behind us. Spurs can go five points clear of this if they win the game in hand against Burnley. Arsenal's next games. We've got Southampton at home. I tell you what, if we lose that, if we don't win that game, if we don't beat Southampton at home on Saturday, I would not want to be an Arsenal content creator. 
I would not want to be an Arsenal. I'll tell you what, those Arsenal content creators, if we lose on Saturday, they're going to have a rough... T- oh, wait, hold on a second. Bollocks. Um, it's so... It, honestly, it's so quick. It's so funny how things change, isn't it? It's so The slippery slope is so fast. It can turn on you so, so quickly. From going from one point off top four, what could happen? Who are Wolves playing next week? Oh, they're playing Manchester City. Okay, well, I mean, they beat Man City at the Etihad before. It's not like that couldn't happen. But it is interesting how quickly things can change. From being one point off top four in one week, we could be... I mean, we could be ninth next week because if Brighton win, who are Brighton playing next weekend? They're playing Spurs. I mean, that'd be great if they did win. But I did. we could be ninth. We've gone from being one point off of top four and in two weeks... We could be ninth on Saturday. That's where we are right now. That that is the situation we find ourselves in. It's madness, really. Well, eight hundred and forty-nine of you watching. Please do drop a like on the video, guys. This ain't great, um, but I sit here and have a chat about Arsenal, even though I don't particularly uh, have you know the will to always do so. So uh, please do drop a like on today's video. Um, and subscribe if you're new. We'll be back tomorrow morning, of course. We're not going anywhere at the moment, though. I'm going to be going through the rest of your comments in the chat box. Andre Smith, in the past, Arteta said uh, that Eddie is the hardest worker in training. If Pepe isn't banging in goals in training, maybe he doesn't have the faith that he can be the difference. That's the only explanation I've got right now, is that Pepe must be doing something wrong in training, has to be doing something wrong in training to be not be getting a look in, not be getting a single look in. I don't really understand why other than that. That's the only reason I can come to. Owen, thanks for becoming a member, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Let's just block you. Um, Not not you, Owen, by the way, someone else. Uh, Vishal, question, Tom, it doesn't matter how we finish if it's out of the top six. I do not want to go into the conference league. Um, I'm I'm in agreement with you, mate. The Conference League is nothing. means absolutely nothing to me. means nothing. Do not be considering the Conference League European football. It isn't. It's just not. It's just not. Zander, thank you so much again for, for renewing, mate. Really appreciate the support. And PTM, always an absolute pleasure. Well, members, if you could welcome the new members of the TGT crew, we really would appreciate it. Carl Yan, really appreciate that as well. Absolute legends all signing up. Really appreciate you. Uh, Ojo asking, Tom, where are you on the Arteta out scale? I said, what was it I said after Man United? I said I was like 30%. I'm probably 50% now. I'm probably at the 50% range. It's probably could go either way right now. And I said, as I said previously, Christmas, Boxing Day, that's when the, the judgment is for me. I said, I will wait until Boxing Day to make my judgment, but I'm 50-50. It could go either way. I mean, because if we beat Southampton and West Ham, all of a sudden, pff, changes all over again, doesn't it? It changes all over again. I don't think that'll happen. I mean, West Ham are going to bully us. They're going to absolutely bully us if we play like this. Colin says, Arteta is out of his depth, as you have said. He should have gone after the Villarreal game. Not Valencia game. Villarreal game. But I know what you mean, Colin. Michael, going to be interesting to see which strikers will want to come here now. Oh, yeah. Uh, TXK says, somebody should travel to the Emirates Stadium by tomorrow and give Arteta a knock on the door. Maybe to give him his P45, some people might say. Aditya says, I'm very frustrated. Can't really back the manager. Ah, From 20 to 50% went real quick, real <laughs> real quick, Matt. It was, absolutely. But when you see a game like that, that's the catalyst. When you see a performance like we saw today, 
that is enough of a catalyst to really get those. When you've got an open mind, as we always say on the channel, everyone's entitled to change their mind on things. And when you have a performance like that, which really does legitimize a lot of the concerns that we have raised on the channel about this tenure under Arteta, is that like, yeah, you know, defensively, we've looked a bit better. Although today, again, some really big mistakes at the back. That's a concern. I'll tell you, because that that whole, you know, we're progressing defensively, we've improved things defensively. When that starts letting you down, when that starts to go, that's when it becomes a problem that's when it absolutely becomes a huge, huge problem because that's the one thing that Arteta has genuinely had going for him is that he's improved us defensively. But if we start conceding like we are now and if we start playing like we are at the back right as we are now, that is going to be the big, big kind of, you know, the the knife in his back that, that costs him this job. Um, Gary says, Tom, how are you at 50%? Can you honestly explain that? Because I've seen nothing. As I said, Gary, it's very, it's, it's easy for me because a, t a week ago we were one point off top four. So as I said, it was a little bit silly to sit there and be like, we need to change the manager because as a side that was looking just to get back into Europe, to be one point off top four, to be sitting saying we should change the manager then, it looked a bit silly. But two weeks, fast forward a couple of weeks, we've lost to Man United, we've lost to Everton and we've played awfully it starts to give you more perspective. And so it's not going to go from 20% to 100% in one week, but it can go from 20 to 50. And that's where we sit right now. It's definitely just absolutely 50%. Peter says, now the manager is concerning me, is making me curse. Justin says, nine goals considered in three games is shocking. Yeah, I mean, wow, when you consider it like that, that is bad. Three against, three United, four Liverpool. Uh, mm, uh, it's four games, isn't it? because we had Newcastle in between there. So it's nine goals in four games. And that's bad. Still bad. Whether you look at it as three or four, it's still bad. Uh, Alexandra uh, says, uh, the midfield is sitting in defence all game. We were so passive. So, 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 so passive. Didn't you? It was interesting, actually. When you look, and if you look at the heat maps, I reckon you'll see that Partey is, is deeper than Xhaka. I think Partey was deeper than Xhaka for a lot of that game. And I genuinely thought that maybe having Partey there and having Xhaka together would allow Partey to be a bit more released and a bit more offensive. But no, it was the complete other way around. I find that really, really, really strange. Oh God, you can you can get out of it. Um, Jake says, what's going on in that dressing room, Tom? Something's going on. What the hell is going on? Aubameyang situation, the Maisley situation, Pepe situation, and Ketia's. What is, Jake, I can't tell you, mate. It's, it's, it's going, it's a slippery slope. And it's sliding down very, very quickly um, is, is where we're at right now. The real Yanis says, do you think it's more because of the fans' influence we play so poorly away? No, because our away fans are great. Our away fans are brilliant. I know that the Emirates has been a bit of a, a fortress for us, but I'm sorry, you need to pick up points away from home if you want to get back into the top four. And, I mean, we've lost our last three away games now. We've made ourselves look good at the Emirates. The Emirates form is is solid. Our home form is good. But away from home, it is it is bad. It is really, really bad. Um, Julian, Graham Potter worth a shout. I tell you what, at the end of the season, there may have to be a very serious conversation about Graham Potter. Uh, Patrick says, the clear out in the squad must start tomorrow. We can't be dependent on deadwoods like Xhaka, Abamyang, and Partey. Vishal says, how does Arteta justify the time-wasting and sitting? But there's no justification for it. 
There's no justification for that performance. That we can sit here and we can say that Everton should have had a man sent off. We can sit here and say that we had the chances to to win that game. And yeah, Godfrey should have been gone. Gordon should have been gone. And Kitty should have scored. Erdogan could have scored. Abamyang should have scored. We can talk all about that. But at the end of the day, we didn't deserve to win. We didn't deserve anything. We deserved absolutely nothing from this game. We did not deserve it because we opened ourselves up to lose it. We absolutely opened ourselves up to lose this match. It's it's it's, it's horrible right now. It's really, really, it's so quick how things have changed. It's so, so fast how things have changed. Uh, Arsenal, time-wasting, pathetic, not in my day. Tom, easing the pain. Thanks, Louis. Really appreciate your support, as always. I, I tell you, it's therapy is what it is. Talking about it's therapy. We're going to be bringing you plenty of content in the coming days. As I say, I've got a week off work, so I'll be talking about this game plenty. There'll be a podcast, I promise, for you guys in the next couple of days as well. Max, it's got to be the manager. The players get so much stick. But now, look, let's run through the team. Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, Gabriel, Ben White, Tierney, Partey, Xhaka, Erdogan, Saka, Martinelli, Lacazette. That team is better than what we saw today. We can talk about being the players. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. We can talk about and point fingers at players all day long. And look, there were some bad performances. Partey, bad. Ben White had a pretty poor game. Gabriel didn't have his best game either. Um, Saka was very quiet. Martinelli, very quiet. Erdegaard was our standout alongside Tomiyasu. Lacazette, very poor. Tierney looked good offensively, very questionable defensively. But the thing is, is that that team is better than that. It's way better than that. And you know there are coaches out there that could probably get more from that team than that. Could Ralph Ranić get more from that team? Probably could. Probably could. The, the concern for me and it is a genuine concern. And I know that we've sat here on this channel and we've said for a long, long well, not even, not recently, um, but back in the day, start of 2021, when we were really kind of back in the, the, the situation, the process, if you like, do you want to use a buzzword, is that you can kind of see that long-term project. But the problem is, and the real big concern is that if things go bad quick, is whether or not the club have the bottle to make a decision. That's the big concern. It's because... We can all say that, yeah, it looks all right sticking with a manager, sticking with people for a certain period of time, especially when we were like, say, one point off top four a couple of weeks ago. But if we were on a slippery slope, when we could have really got into this, you know, we could have been in a top four race this season. And that's suddenly falling away if we'd have taken advantage of some of these bigger games. We may slide so far that we find ourselves very quickly outside the top six and out of a race for it. And if the club don't act quick enough in that situation, which, you know, they would be more than entitled to do so because two back-to-back eighth-place finishes, not good enough. And as I said at the start of the season, if Arteta doesn't make the if Arteta doesn't make Europe this season, he has to go. I thought he had to go at the end of last season, to be honest. But if he doesn't, based on it being a brand new season, if he doesn't make Europe this season, he would have to go. So therefore, if we fall out of the race for top six and we look like we're sliding... I have huge, huge concerns that the club wouldn't make the right decision when they need to. For some people, and I know that when I say this, a lot of you watching this are going, that's me. You would make that decision now. And when we were one point off top four, it was really difficult to sit there and, and be in that position to say that and look, you know, cognitive. Um, but right now, on a slippery slope, sitting in seventh place in the table now, 
not fifth. It's a very different place. It's a very different place very, very quickly. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap things up there. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. as usual. Go over and watch the boys over on the Arsenal Lounge. I know they've done a reaction. You can also watch all the stuff over on Lee Judges TV. I know that Mike's been over there doing the watch along. Not going to be enjoyable looking at his reactions back from this game, I'm sure. And there's lots of content to come on the channel in the coming days. Not great. In fact, <laughs> worse than that, bloody awful. Dire. Words, expletives that I don't use on the channel. Um, to describe that performance. Really, really bad. Look, I'll tell you what, take yourselves away for a couple of days. Come back to the channel. Have your little bit of therapy when you tune in, but really do try and take your mind off things. I'll tell you what, Halo Infinite's out on Wednesday. That's what I'm going to be doing, taking my mind off things. I'll be playing Forza Horizon until then, taking my mind completely off of football because... Nah, it's just not. It's just not here <laughs> right now. It's not. It's not what we want to do. But we will still bring you content. We will still bring you plenty of things to talk about, and hopefully, we can take your mind away from things and have a bit of therapy as well. Um, I still do want to do a phone-in show because I tell you what, I bet there's a lot more confident Arteta outers that'll be happy to come on the show after that performance. That's for sure. Um, but do drop a like, do subscribe if you're new. Thanks for everyone that's tuned in. There was over a thousand of you tuning in tonight, uh, which is great. But uh, I know I'd rather it was in better circumstances. Um, but thanks for tuning in. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.